Excellent. And um, before we go on, I'm going to give a, a brief synopsis or brief blurb about Miss Charmaine. She was raised in North Philadelphia, Wendell Street, 6 in Allegheny, with her mother, father, and her two brothers until her mother moved them up to Magnolia and Haines Street in the Germantown area. She went to a private school, Triumph Baptist Church, from kindergarten to seventh grade. Her home church was Second Night Church, located at the 2100 block of Indiana Street. So between Second Night and her private school, she had to had to learn the meaning of God's love, accepting individuals for who they are because no one is perfect. She's now back down to North Philadelphia again. It looks and feels different to her now. Her peers have different rules in her house, and she's still in the mindset of wanting to help others and worrying whether or not she will be accepted due to her thinking differently. This, which put her in a spot spotlight of her peers thinking it's okay to try her because she really didn't want any trouble. And with that little bit, Miss Charmaine, we again um, thank you for coming on the Man in the Mirror. I'm like when I heard, read your bio, I'm like, wow. When you watch people grow up, you know, and you see them, you never. And then we, you know, we get separated in life. Everybody goes to different ways as we grow up, but you never know what people are going through, and that's why we use the mantra on the man in the mirror: real people, real stories, real overcomers. So, with that said, Miss Charmaine, you give us your background, uh, where you came from. Give us some more information, um, and talk to our listening audience. They're your audience right now. Well, like you said, um, I grew up in North Philadelphia, um, and, you know, growing up down here, it it does feel different, especially when you come from a household of um, a mother that's very positive. Um, um, Even to this day, I've I've never seen my mother argue with anybody. Um, But those who know about North Philadelphia, that seems to be what happens. You see a lot of chaos around you. So being a a young girl living down here, it was just so confusing at a time. Like, I don't, you know, I don't understand. My mother tells me, you know, you got to love, you know, you got to love everyone. God said love everyone. You got to try to think positive, act positive. Um, You got to care for other people, but you don't see that around you. Um, So it took me through a lot of different stages of being angry. Um, I started having a very very bad attitude um, that got me into trouble, actually. And um, my mother kept saying, you you can't conform to this world. And I didn't understand, you know, really what she was talking about. I'm like, listen, this is the world. You know, I can't go out here and say, I'm going to pray for you, and they got their fists up at me. They ain't trying to listen to me. I got to, I got to do some stuff. You know, we in the jungle. That's what I said. She was like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, and I'm like, okay, Mom. And um, and she did, like, she had me in different things and, and, and um, positive things, piano, tennis, um, cooking classes, camping. And I just was at a place where, like, all right, Mom, you know, I'm going to do this, but I'm not about this life. Like, I live down here. I need to be able to protect myself. And 
she just kept praying. She like, you know, whatever God created you to be, it's gonna it's gonna come. You know, he's he's gonna show you why you're here. And um I had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations becoming a young mother because I was rebellious. You know, my mom said, Listen, ain't no joke being no mother. All right, mom, you know whatever, I can do it. <laughs> okay. And um so I grew up really fast after having my daughter because my mom didn't play that. You had a baby, you're going to take care of your baby. You're going to go back to school. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. And um, it helped me grow a little bit, but then I became a little bit more angry because I started to be angry at myself. Like, you know, why did I make this mess when my mother was trying to pour in knowledge and keep me into the word of God? And it just wasn't working. And um, I got to be like 20 years old or so, and um, I'm like, I got to change my life. I got to do something um, because I don't like feeling angry myself. You know, I don't I don't like feeling like I'm just mad at the world when I get up <laughs> for no reason. And then I figured out that I'm not mad at the world. I'm mad at myself because of the decisions and mistakes that I made, but I can fix them. I can fix them um, if I just humbled myself. And um, I started going back to school. I started um, doing different things to try to get myself back on track. Um, I went back to church with my mother because at a period of time I stopped going to church because I'm like, I ain't into that. And um, it just. The moment that I said I ain't into church, it was like God must have been like, okay, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna let you do what you want to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you, you, you want to act the fool, Charmaine? You go ahead, but you are gonna come back. You gonna, I'm gonna let you do. And I just thought I was on top of the world. You know, I'm just doing what I'm gonna do. I'm not really wanting for nothing. You know, I wound up with a job with the IRS. I was making good money. I bought a house. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> All right, you know. And then one day, um, I had a fire in the house. Um, everything I had worked for, everything, my kids were safe, but everything was gone. In a blink of an eye, like, and um, which had me move back down to North Philadelphia, which I was like, I ain't never coming back down there. I ain't got time. I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to jail for real. But he brought me back to where it all begun. And um, I started volunteering with children. I started saying, you know, God, listen, you got to work this out because <laughs> I'm tired now. <laughs> I'm tired of being on my knees, my back hurt. I done fell on the ground. You got to tell me what you want me to do because I'm just tired. And um, <laughs> he had me I, mm, I'm a, He had me start working with adults, um, parents, uh, and, and to get an insight on how – Parents feel now. I'm gonna be honest. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Like, it's what's wrong with y'all? And then dealing with kids, I didn't understand that. And he softened my heart. He gave me some compassion. He he gave me an understanding out of this world. To be honest, because I, I it, it's God. Because it wasn't me. He started changing me. Um. And I kept saying to myself, well, I'm going to help people. How I'm going to do this. How I'm going to do this. How I'm going to do that. And that's kind of how the Fortune Foundation started. Because I had to come up with a plan of 
how can I help the parents in the community that I grew up in that may have been in the same place I was at as a child, feeling angry, feeling like I was just by myself, I didn't have any help. And we all know that sometimes um, as adults we can't ask for help because we don't want nobody in our business. We don't want nobody to know what the struggle is. So then we have a attitude or defense mechanism. And um, I said, I got to do something. I, I have to come up with something or some plans to help. And I didn't have no experience, no nothing. I started volunteering at my children's school, and they put me dead smack in the middle of working with parents. I mean, these parents had attitudes. Attitudes out of this world, no. and I'm <laughs> and I'm like, God, you sure you want me here? Cause I don't know if I'm all the way all the way there yet. Uh, I don't know. You want me to deal with this? And I, and it was like, yes. And something amazing happened that I never thought would happen. My tolerance or the love that I had for people just started coming out. Women that I thought was just so disrespectful or just didn't have any respect for themselves, I started to get to know them, and they started to talk to me. They started to tell me what issues they had, what they needed help in, and people just started trusting me with things that didn't know me, and I would help them. And, and it's like for no money, for no gain, or no nothing, the purpose of because you need help, and somehow, some way, you didn't get it all these years, maybe I can step in and I'll help you. Then I started working with the youth, and then I had kids doing the same thing. You know, like, Miss Fortune, you know, can I, I need to talk to you. I, I need to know what, you know, what to do. I even had teenagers that didn't want to sell drugs anymore. I had teenagers that, you know, was thinking about shooting people that would come to me, like, Miss Fortune, I need, you, I need your help because I don't want to make a bad decision. I realized that God was doing something in me to help Excellent. youth. And and adults, and then, you know, like my bio said, it was so crazy. I had a couple um, girlfriends of mine that came over, and you know, we was just all sitting down chilling, and I just was telling them, like, you know, I got to help these people. I got to help the people. I got to help build this community. I got to help the youth. And they were like, well, you know, just tell us. And they were so wonderful that they was like, we gonna put some ideas down. We gonna do this, and we gonna do that. And I was scared for a minute because I'm like, wait, you know, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't never, I ain't never had a business before. <laughs> wait a minute, it's going too fast now. I was just saying, <laughs> I was just, I was just venting. Wait, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and um, yeah, quite. Isn't that funny how when you're venting, people decide, okay. We'll work with you, and then you say, "Hold, hold, hold up! Wait a minute! I was—it was just an idea." I was just playing. But before, <laughs> but before you move on, because you are—you're doing an excellent job, and you tell me you was nervous. I want to back up a little bit because, see, I know your mother. I watched you grow up, and your mother had—your mother was planting seeds in you the whole time of your life. You ain't know it. You were just being a regular. You know, we as parents get upset with our children, but they're just being, they're going through the motion. They're going through the way kids grow up. And your mother planted those seeds in you a long time ago because you were just like a, um, how should I say it, 
the, the way you were talking, I've been uh, writing down notes as well, is that you were going through your prodigal son, but you were the prodigal daughter stage. You know, I want, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go through this right now, mom. I, you know, I, you know, I don't want to deal with this. And that's almost like the prodigal son. You know, he, he wanted his money. He wanted it now, like the commercial. So he took his money and went. <laughs> and, and guess what? <laughs> He ended up where did he and we all know the story. Where did he end up after he then got the rock bottom? He, he had to humble himself because he was looking at the pig's food and like, oh no, this ain't this ain't for me. But we have to realize in your story, you're saying that look, I done went full circle in North Philadelphia, out of North Philadelphia, back and then I done fell face flat. And then I bounce back up. But then I'm gonna go a little further because this is what the audience doesn't know. Again, I can tell, I know you. you. We, you know, we and grew up in a center. We all grew up at Crossroads Community Center in Philadelphia. And I've watched the parents volunteer as they gave out food and helped other people in the community. So you were around it all the time, all the time. You know, our church did the same thing. The church. You know, because Mennonites are a service-oriented people. They're, you know, they're to, uh, um, as a, you know, religion. And so they are out there to help. And it was around you. You were born and raised up in it. But you were, in your in your lifestyle, you were just ready, like, look, I ain't ready for this. Y'all can do that. Y'all, that's y'all thing. But I ain't ready for that. You know, I won't go out here, you know, people people watching me, you know, with my mom and, you know, my mom at home, my mom saying, your mom was loving. She was, she loved you. She nurtured you. You didn't understand it. You were going through what teenagers go through. I went out and I went out now. Look, look at where you <laughs> yeah. are. Look at where you are now. Do um, you have anything, you know, you have any um, thing that's comments, Michelle? Well, I know me personally. Of course, I don't. I don't know you, but and uh, you know, just preparing for the show, I was on uh, your website and um, blog and all of that. And one of the things that really um, struck me is, I guess, like how just how wide that you are casting and that you're doing things with adults. And then I heard you talk about how you started out wanting to really deal with the kids. And I, I know a friend of mine has always said, you know, the the problems with the kids, a lot of them stem from the parents. And so, you know, she, she kind of found that same thing out that you did, which is you got drawn more towards dealing with the parents. But then, you know, I saw some things on the site about some sisterhood and mentoring organizations. I mean, you guys are really in a course of feeding the hungry and all that. So you you are doing a lot, and, and I think it's awesome. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I was like, I mean, it, it, you're just touching on like, every important area, which I think is beautiful. And, the, and that's what the Bible, if we go back to the Beatitudes, and I think it's Matthew chapter 5, if I'm correct. She is doing every step. She is doing everything that God is saying. And then in Matthew 25 is with the separating the sheep from the goats. When he is, when um, Jesus is saying, hey, if you have not done this for the least of these, you have not done it for me. 
So she's basically hitting every area of what Jesus tells us to do. Because if you can't see somebody hungry and then I try to help them out, <laughs> that, you know, you know, he doesn't want us to do that. Or you know, you can't you can't see somebody in need and then say go in peace. Yeah. If you can help them, we may not be able to help them all the time, but if we can, mm-hmm. we are commissioned to do that. That's what the word says. We are commissioned to be up there and help the needy. And I commend you, you know, because I commend you for everything you're doing, for all your efforts. And um, before we move on, you're listening live with The Man in the Mirror, which your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle um, Johnson. We are on an episode with Miss um, Charmaine Ingram. She is the founder of the Great Mrs. Fortune Foundation, and she's an awesome young lady, and she is just giving us a treat tonight with the story that she is telling. And um, you can call in at 917-889-2271, or you can... Um, log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the man in the mirror. And again, Charmaine, you are doing an excellent job. I visited your website as well, and uh, you have a lot going on. So, um, as at this point of the show, we're almost at the halfway mark. Give our listening audience your contact information. Um, you can. Reach TGMFF um, through our website. Um, When you go on, you have a purple box. It tells you to leave a comment or get in touch with us. Or you can call us at 215-341-4519 and leave a message, and somebody will definitely get back to you in 24 hours. And I'd just like to say that that website and her blog are already posted in the um, chat area of the um, event page for this evening. So you can come in there. Excellent. We are just having a great time. So as we, we know, we're almost at the um, halfway mark, Charmaine, but please give us some more information. Tell us more of your story. Um. Well... Hmm, where, where can I? After all of that, as the brainstorming, I had to pray. I had to, I had to, I had to get on my knees. You know, Lord, tell me if you wanted, if you want me to do this, show me. Well, He showed me. Um, I wound up calling around for a business lawyer, and everybody know they cost money. They want money up front. Um, but I end up. I'm always going to believe that God brought me to this one particular lawyer. I had a meeting with him. Uh, he's, 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 he's wonderful. Um, he sat down. He said, you know, you're going to have to write a business plan. I need to see it. I need to know who who you want to help, what you want to do. I need you to do a budget. He gave me, like, a whole list of stuff. Um, once again, I became very hesitant, like, I don't know, like, should I do this? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. Um, he told me how much it was going to cost everything. I did everything to the best of my knowledge, wrote the business plan, wrote my budget. Um, I had to put in detail what I wanted to do. 
I took it back to him. He left out the room. He said, I got you. Let me go talk to my partner. He came back. This is how I know when God gives us the okay to do something. He gave, He came back. He said, listen, um, this is going to cost some money. He said, but I'm going to take care of it for you at this point. I don't know you. You seem like a great person. Um, just looking over your plans, you're not even rich, but you would give your last to help a woman in need, a child in need. It speaks volume. So we're going to do, you know, your, your, your paperwork for you. We're going to take all your stuff, and we're going to do it. And don't worry about the money right now. We're going wow. to handle all your corporation, um, money that you need to become incorporated. We're going to handle all the paperwork. I'll get back in touch with you when you become incorporated, and I'll get back in touch with you when the IRS gives give the okay through the mail that you are now a 501c3 nonprofit. Wow. I couldn't believe it. This man didn't know me from anything, never laid his eyes on me. Wow. And I came back home, and I was in tears. I said, you know what, God? You want me to do this because <laughs> you just showed it. And I had Amen. to ask them, you're going to have to help me step out on faith because it's scary for me. I want to do it, but it's different between when you want to do something and you put it in a business form. It's different. You know, we can walk out of our mm-hmm. house and give a homeless person, you know, um, a, a, a breakfast bar. Or buy them a cup of coffee. That's different of now. You have to be accountable for all money. You got to keep records, books. You have to mm-hmm. do a lot of things. And I'm just like, Lord, you you got you got to give me some people. <laughs> you got to help me because I'm gonna need help. Just not right. it's not just for one person. And um, he just kept he just he listen. God just kept opening different doors. He was just teaching me. He was just teaching me. And the big part about teaching me was he he had to show me how to put my house in order too. When God talks about putting your house in order. Um, We're losing you. You gotta um get a little closer to your mic your uh, phone. Oh, I didn't I didn't get what that exactly meant when God tells us to get our house in order. But he showed me. <laughs> You know what that what that means, and he let me. He gave me the understanding of when you when you turn your life around, and when mm-hmm. you want to walk with him, you're gonna lose mm-hmm. a couple of people, and you got to be okay with losing a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Because if you are saying, God, I am going to die to myself, I'm going to follow you, I'm gonna do what you are calling me to do, you got to be prepared for people to say, uh, I ain't trying to, I ain't rocking with that right now. You can go ahead about your business and still be strong enough to continue in your ministry. Okay, and I'm going to hold you. I want to hold you at that thought for one second because we're going to get ready to take it. We're at near the halfway mark, and this is actually a good. I just wrote it down so I can come back to that because, you know, I, I've experienced that myself, and I know we all have. But um, so what we're going to do is have a note from our sponsors, um, and then we're going to have a few minutes, minutes, 
and then we'll come back. You're listening live with the Man in the Mirror with your host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. You can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the man in the mirror. And we have a few notes from our supporters. Um, music Instruction for Our Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 888-501-8650, extension 778, to set up an appointment to talk to um, our instructors. And please visit us on our new and improved website at www.m. I F A L I N C that's www.mefowlinc.org. Another sponsor is uh, Kirby Boss Project. Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full figured women. Kirby chicks are boss chicks too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, talented. Please check them out on their Facebook page at Kirby Boss Project and their website at www.kirbyboss.com. And Michelle, do you have um, anything more to say about um, Kirby Boss? Yes, for our listening audience, if you'd like to support Kirby Boss in our endeavors to create a full-figured woman's calendar this year and also uh, we're Uh, beginning a mentorship program for young women who are curvy bosses as well. So you can support us on GoFundMe uh, under Curvy Calendar or Curvy Boss Project. Again, that's GoFundMe under Curvy Curvy Calendar or Curvy Boss Project. Thank you. Excellent. We're going to take a break for a few minutes, and we will be back with our live interview um, with Charmaine Ingram, founder of the Great Mrs. Fortune Foundation.
You're back live with the man in the mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host Michelle Johnson, as we are having a great, exciting interview with Charmaine Ingram, the founder of the great Mrs. Fortune Foundation, and how she's telling us, you know, how growing up in North Philadelphia and all the things she's went through and the world turned her as a song said he can turn it into something beautiful. So again, Charmaine, we left off as um as I said I will revisit that comment you made. God told you when you pr- were praying that you have to be prepared to let some people go or that you're going to lose some people. So explain that to our listening audience. Okay. Um, I didn't quite understand what he meant until it started um, actually happening. Um, different, when when you make a decision to to really try to bring unity to, it could be to your community, it could be, to other communities, it could be to your city. You will realize that everybody that say they was your friend was not your friend. You will begin to realize that everybody said that said, "Oh, I'm gonna support you," will not support you um, because they're not at that place where they can move forward in the in in that direction where you're going. They're your friend when um, you're acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're your friend when you're just doing nothing, when you're not making no decisions. You just want to stand still, not realizing that time waits for no one. You're just wasting time. So um, when I started to really tell people, you know, this is what I want to do, I think that um, to help our city, we're going to have to work together. We're going to have to show our city love. And I had people, you know, tell me, well, why do you want to feed the homeless? You know, they be they be getting over on people. And I, and I noticed that I start, I had to start explaining, this is not about us judging people, you know. Hello? We seem to have lost our guest, and I'm sure she'll be back on shortly. Okay. Give us one moment. Like my God. I dare you to brag on him for a moment. Has he done anything for anybody in the house? Has he made a way for anybody in the house tonight? Come on, fellowship. I need you like this. Come on. Oh, 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 o
Are you back with us, Charmaine? Yes, I'm definitely back with y'all. I have no idea what happened. It happens. We do appreciate you calling back, and it does happen to the best of us sometimes. You're not the only one. (laughs) Welcome back. Glad you came back with us. I'm glad to. Thank you to all of our guests for holding on. So here we go. So we'll try this question one more time before she tries to run away from it again. Uh, um, God was telling you that, you know, you were telling us that sometimes when you want to go to people and tell them what you want to do, sometimes they will say they did not sign up for this and they're not basically ready to to support you. No. And and, um, it can get you down because you like, well, God, if you – if you told me to do this and and um, I need supporters, then why can't I get support? And you start feeling like, well, I can't do this. But I believe in my case, I would go to him. You know, God, I don't, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what to do. And he started to reveal things to me um, of the difference between having people in your life that's just there and people that's in your life that will cheer you on, that may can't understand your vision but will support you because they believe in you and they believe in what you're doing. And sometimes it gets hard because the people that you want to support you because you have supported them, it makes you become discouraged because, well, why you can't support me? I supported you. And this, and I remember my mom telling me this when I was a little girl. You know, when the enemy see that one little light, that he can come in. He's going to come in. And he's going to try to knock you off your square. He's going to try to divert you in a different direction. And I started to see that a little bit because I started getting upset. Like, really, you're not going to support me, but I'm there for you all the time. I don't understand what the problem is. But then God started showing me that you have a mission that I gave you. Everybody ain't going to get it. Right. Everybody ain't going to understand why did you want to open up a building or why did you want to have a business that ain't for profit. And as soon as it seemed like that came to me, I had people that actually said that to me. Well, why are you... Why are you want a nonprofit? Like you should have opened up a regular business. Like why do you want to help the people in the community? You know these people, they're not going to learn. They're not going to listen. And I said, uh, you know, thank you, God, because I had to get it that I was going to lose a couple people. Right. right. <laughs> I was going to. I was going to. I was going to walk this journey, um, holding hands with God, and it wasn't about nobody right. else. Um, and sometimes you still hoping that people are gonna come along with you. <laughs> and what God does is that I think is so wonderful is that He brings people in your life that He wants there, not that you want there, because that's a difference. And I had to learn that too, going into the Great Mrs. Fortune Foundation, that we need to pray and ask God to bring people into our lives or into our situations 
not go off right. our own thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, it's um, almost like when the, um, if I may reiterate, it's almost like when Jesus said, if you want to follow him, you're going to have to take up your cross mm-hmm. and follow. We have to take up our own cross. No one's going to try to take that cross with you because they're going to look at you. They were all looking <laughs> at you like you were three kinds of stupid. Nah, buddy, I, I'm not. Mm, that's your cross. And, 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 again, we live in a self-centered environment. We live in a self-centered world. And you did mention, hey, well, if it's a nonprofit, we ain't making no money, we ain't helping you. Because they're looking at the monetary part of it, but you're looking at the whole picture that, hey, I want to be able to help the people who can't help themselves right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's all I can think about. And and you know what helps me? I want to say this too. It helps me every day to get up and do what I do because I've come to a place of maturity, I guess, to speak, that I've realized what God has done for me all these years, even through the huffing and puffing or being upset with rules and regulations and all the other things that we convince ourselves that we so living, you know, our life is so terrible. It now I can get up and say, you know what, God, you brought me through that. You, Amen. you gave me people that encouraged me. You know, you 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 was giving me people that I needed when I was younger. Just like you said, seeds was planted, and that's why I can get up every day and make sure my kids is okay and make sure my household is okay. And then I can say, what's next on the agenda? Who needs this help? Who needs this food basket? Who who needs what? Because I'm just so thankful that he woke me up, right. that my kids is okay, and that I have food. My mom is okay. And I spent time trying to convince other people of that, and I'm glad that you mentioned about the cross because – my pastor said to me, "You can, you can't carry nobody else's cross. You gotta carry yours." Mm-mm. Yep. And I'm like, "Well, you know, no." God said, <laughs> "He's like, no, no, no." <laughs> he told you to carry yours because when you get yep. to the gates, you can't give him no excuse about why you didn't do what you were supposed to do because you can't blame it on Joe Blow. He gonna ask, you gonna talk to him about you. And I had to think about that, like, wow. <laughs> I can't. As much as we want to bring people along, as as much as we want to see the potential in people, I think we get to a place, especially to me, my opinion, in ministry, where we can minister, but that's, God said, deliver my word. You know, we can't force people to do anything. Um, And that's why, another reason why I love to do what I do, because I love to be able to say, hey, you're going through this, but let me tell you what he did for you. He woke you up. You you you, you somehow got in touch with me, or you got in touch with another um, nonprofit or another facility that's about to help you. Look at the brighter side, regardless of what's going on. And sometimes that is hard, but that grows our faith. We got to keep this faith going because you can't look at the world and and be happy. You you got to you got to go to God and see that see that light. Amen. So and that's let me how touch, we try me... to. Let me touch bases on what you said, and I apologize, but you were saying something phenomenal. You are a phenomenal young lady. I kept saying that on a pre-show. 
when we die, we cannot say that we did not hear the word. We did not say that we have a chance to help people because when those people people don't realize that when they turned you down, they were turning Jesus down. Whatever you do, the least of these, you've done them for me. So they can't go to God. Well, I never thought I, I never knew I didn't have a chance. So, yeah, you did. Remember when you know the great <laughs> Mrs. Fortune Foundation came to you and you said no, not for money. Well, that was your chance to be selfless. But you decided to be selfish instead of selfless. And, you know, so, again, people, and you're sharing the word. You're, you're doing everything that Jesus told you to do. And, again, because the seeds were planted, you didn't know you was going to be doing this when you were, you know, going back and forth from North Philadelphia <laughs> up to, you know, Magnolia Street. You know, you you were just being a rebellious teenage child. That's that's what they do. You were just mm-hmm. being what you know. You were on your what they say the matrix. You were part of matrix at that moment, and you were just doing what you did. But God knew down the line that sooner or later you're gonna get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you came to that point mm-hmm. in your life, and you got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and say, okay, God, what, what you want me to do? Yes, but um, you're again, to fall. again, you're. Again, you're listening live with the Man in the Mirror. We have under 12 minutes left of our show. You can call in at 917-889-2271. That's 917-889-2271. Um, press number one on your phone if you want to talk to our guests. And I see some people in the chat room. If you have any questions for our guests, you can actually um, type them in, and we'll make sure that um, she gets it. But I'm just having a great time with this phenomenal woman because she heard the call, she got down on her knees, and she said yes. Many people hear the call, and they run another direction. <laughs> but she heard the call, and she yeah. wanted to be sure, and that's what we have to do. To be sure of our calling, we have to get on our knees. We have to pray. We have to fast. And then we have to say in our word, and that's why this, you know, this show is called the Man the Mirror because that the mirror is the word. And once we get in that word and we understand what we need to do, then we'll be able to go on her mission. She didn't, she she wasn't sure, but she had confirmation. She had backup. And I remember um, as I was reading your story, you had, you know, if you want to give a shout out to some of the people that actually were there helping you. To, you know, get your foundation together. Um, yes, my my mother has been a big supporter. Um, Ernestine Tucker, um, Debbie Ingalls, she was she was right there with me. Um, Jabrina Slaughter, she was she was the main one. So my let's get a website together. <laughs> um, not like somebody Stacey, I know, but go ahead. <laughs> you know that young lady I'm just too. Saying. <laughs> um uh Seishita, um and um another young lady, Christine Cole, they was just there. You know, they was they was just on it and I and I praise God for that day. For that day because that's where it started from. That's where it started from. 
I'm thankful for that. I would love to know in your journey, Charmaine, what, um, I guess, like, what has been the the most difficult thing for you in this whole journey and what has been the the biggest blessing? And I know somewhere in there is going to be being able to help people, but I guess, like, personally in your life or spiritually, what has been the the biggest blessing to you and what's been your greatest um, um, struggle or, you know, the hardest thing you've had to do? Um, the most, I'm going to start with the most difficult. I don't know if I should, because it kind of go hand in hand. The most difficult part um, in this journey was learning how to um, really, really, really depend on God to, I don't I don't want to say it like that, but when you get to the point where you have to, things cost money. Mm. Things cost money. Really? Um, yeah, come on. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> it, it costs money, and being though that I, I don't, I don't like to see people without. Um, so then having to deal with the disappoint the disappointment when people say, "I'm I'm I'm going to do this," I'm, and I'm talking about companies too. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to support that. You can come pick this up. I'm gonna drop off the donation. I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. The difficult part came in when I wanted to react, but not in a Christian form. Oh wow! Yeah, I, and and the, the, you the hold battle on to that in, flesh. yeah, yeah, the battling within myself. Like now, I can't say that I love the Lord and I'm praising Him, but then I tell you about yourself, and 199 of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, and 100. I'm glad that you're truthful because that you know we the truth shall set us free, and you were you were saying, look, my flesh was saying one thing. Yeah, it 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 was, and 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 the Holy Spirit, you can't do that, Charmaine. Just just, listen, listen, I'm your provider, but that was the difficult part of. He was breaking me. Should I use it like that? That the, the, the difficult part is when God is breaking you. Amen. Because you don't, you get to a place where you don't want to disappoint God. I'm gonna just say, man, I don't want to disappoint you, God. But you know, I need you to talk to 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 your son or to your daughter because I'm about to let them have it, and I don't want to do that because I don't want to make it look like I'm not doing what you called me to do. Because as we all know, people will view you off of how you act. You can do a hundred great things, but that one thing that you did wrong, they're gonna talk about forever. Mm. They're gonna do it. You know, they're gonna. Mm. I can't. I don't want to donate there. She, you know, she just cursed me out. I ain't giving her nothing. Offer that one thing that they could have saw me do a hundred things and bless people, but they were going to stick to that one negative thing. So that became one of my different learning. Just how to say, you know what? You're right. You, even though you told me this was going to be the donation, I'ma just wait on the Lord to open another door and thank you. But that's for the humbling yourself. Now. 
the greatest, I think he said, what's the, the, the blessed part of me doing this journey was me just really getting to know myself, knowing my strengths, knowing what I needed to go to God about, learning how to motivate myself, how to still be a mom and still help people and and work it out. And and how I had to do that is that I had to find time to get in his word by myself to strengthen me. You learn yourself. <laughs> if you don't learn yourself, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. So <laughs> I, you lose yourself because then people right. can push your button or they know what to do and and I can do this or I can say this and she's gonna go off. So I think that that's one of the biggest blessings I think I've learned. I, I had to learn myself because you gotta you gotta know where to act. You got to know how to act, when to act the fool, and when not to act the fool. If, if that's <laughs> the role you're going to take, I'm just, well, I'm just going to be that's honest. That's a good way of putting it. You know, you can't because you're going to still have spectators. You you're going to have right. people that the enemy set out to start some stuff with you in the middle of people that you want to come aboard your journey. Because yeah. he don't want them to, especially in ministry. He wants you to act the fool for they won't believe in you. And if you don't know yourself, if you don't know what your weaknesses are, if you don't know what your strengths are, if you don't if you don't believe in the journey or the mission that God gave you, you about to mess that up because he's going to get you. He got wow. your number. He's going to ring your phone. So that's Preach it, my sister. big brother. Preach, go ahead. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> You heard it straight from the straight from Charmaine. He preaching. If you don't know, he got your number, so he's gonna call you once in a while. So we gotta be on guard. You know, we don't we don't have caller ID, so we don't know when he's gonna call. So we can't say, Well, that's the devil. No, it's just gonna be that call that's gonna come and you won't be able to you know, try to block it. You can't block it, it's just gonna come. No, it's just gonna it's going he's gonna be right there. Hello. <laughs> that's what he's going to And basically um, you said You you had to stay prayed up And you had to follow The calling of the Holy Spirit When the Holy Spirit said calm down Charmaine You know I got You got it. this you got yeah, it. I got and it we, And we heard a sermon a few weeks ago When a preacher preached they say, Sometimes we going through And God is saying I got you you ain't got to worry about it. I got you. And when we're going through, and I'm a witness just like you, God tells me, I got you. I'm not going to let you fall. You know, you may slip. That's what the word says. You may slip, but he's not going to let you fall. He's always going to be there to hold you up, and he's been holding you up ever since. Um, this has been a great, great, great phenomenal. I haven't used that word in a long time. Phenomenal. Um, interview. Um, we down under three minutes, two minutes. Um, Michelle, you have any last comments? No, I just, I just think what you're doing is, is just absolutely fabulous, and I, I thank God we get such great guests on the show who are really affecting the community and the area around them. And, you know, I just thank God for you being part 
of um, what we call the village. You're part of the village because you are, you're grassroots, you're in the community, you're dealing with the children, the parents, you know, in your community, and you're bringing the love of God to the people in your community, which is, you know, just what Christ did. He ministered to those people around him, immediately around him, and as he traveled, it was always people around him, but he he ministered to those people. He ministered to them in a way that they could understand, and not just only to their spiritual, but also to their physical needs, and that's exactly what you are doing. So you are definitely following in the footsteps of Christ, and you will you will be greatly blessed for that. Amen. And Charmaine, before we close out, um, please give our listening audience your contact information again. Okay, you can reach us at tgmff.org. Um, anytime you leave a message, it comes directly to um, my email. Um, depending on what it is, I forward it to the person that you need to speak to, or you can call us, 215-341-4519, leave a message of a detail, even if it's just signing up for a newsletter or you want to sign up to get spiritual cards, call, leave a message, somebody get back with you within 24 hours. Excellent. I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening um, in with our great talk with our guest this evening, Charmaine Ingram of the Great Mrs. Fortune Foundation. This has been a wonderful interview. As I said, she is now part of the Man and the Mirror family. If you have any questions for her, her information will be in the event page. You can go and or go to my website at www.hezekiahmontgomery, and you'll be able to get some information from there as well. Um, we are still doing a fundraiser for the Rediscovering Kaiva Play. That information is also on my website. Um, you guys have been wonderful. We had a couple of guests in our chat room, and I hope they enjoyed the show as well. Um, this is Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the mirror. <laughs>